Spider Cop here. After hearing J. Jonah Jameson blame me for all the bad things that happen in this city, I listen to the Game Fix show to feel better about myself. Hello to all my friends at Game Fix. It's me, Mario. Woohoo! I'm here to kick ass and listen to the Game Fix podcast. And you're listening to the Game Fix podcast. And you're listening to Game Fix. It's Game Fix podcast. I like to tune into the Game Fix show. All right, partner. You know what time it is. Let's go crazy! Let's go crazy! Greetings, everybody. What's going on? I am Verlaine, and uh, filling in for Spanish, over to my left is our former lead contributor, now producer, Mr. James Tuts, the J Tuts. What's going on, man? What's going on, everybody? Um, look, today it, it's going to be huge. There is Big literally, show. literally, look. Dave usually says it, literally, literally, like exactly what I'm saying, but today, there is so much stuff that we are not going to get to at all. We're not going to, like, there's no, there's no way. There's so much stuff I want to talk about, we do not have enough time in the day to do it. Um, so, in any case, first things first, tomorrow, if you signed up for the Priority Pass giveaway to Wizard World Sacramento, tomorrow is the day we are doing the drawing, 12 p.m., Eastern time, so that's 9 p.m. your time. We are going to do the drawing live on Facebook, picking a name, announcing the name, and you've got to uh, pretty much just email us back and you win. All the details at GameFixShow.com. Make sure to check it out. That is where you can find everything that is Game Fix Show. You can also check us out every social media outlet there is at Game Fix Show. Um, very easy. Next week is our Columbus giveaway. Priority passes Wizard World Columbus. That's going on October 18th through the 20th. Um, so more details coming up soon. But again, GameFixShow.com. That's where you want to be for that. And uh, just a friendly reminder, if you did not listen to last week's show with Roger Clark, the voice of Arthur Morgan from Red Dead Redemption 2, please, please, please go listen to it. It's the first part of the show, so you don't have to listen to the whole thing, but just listen to it. It's totally worth it. That guy was really, really, really awesome. James, were you in the uh, in the chat room for that? No, I unfortunately was not, but I listened to it later. Yeah, it was a really good interview. Yeah, that guy's that really, guy is really cool. that guy's amazing. Um, and then um, of course, if you are a member of Patreon, all the info at GameFixShow.com, you are going to be getting some some interesting audio uh, very very soon. Part of which is our off-air banter with Mr. Clark. Um, another is he, you know, granted us another Overwatch project entry. Uh, so both of those are coming up, and then. Finally, our retro reboot from our new lead contributor, Mike. Uh, that's going to be up tomorrow at noon. He is doing Power Rangers Fighting Edition for the Super Nintendo. Back in that day, there were tons and tons of Power Ranger games. And this is one of the only ones that stood out to me. Uh, not necessarily because it was good, um, because it was a fighter. And back then, everything fighting stood out to me. The Ninja Turtles fighting... Um, 
that weird Genesis fighting game, the, the Immortal something. Eternal Champions. Eternal Champions. That's a game that to this day, like, I don't know how to do this, the scene fatalities and I can't find them. Every scene had a fatality, but they never told you what it was. Um, in any case, GameFixShow.com, go check out everything else. Let's do what we've been playing really quick. Uh, James, we don't talk to you very much. What have you been playing, man? <laughs> So I know I'm gonna. I know I'm. I'm about six years too late for this bandwagon, but I've been playing Shadows of Mordor. Dude, and it's never too late. Dude, it's really good. So I I remember playing it when it came out, and I hated it. Really? Yeah, like I didn't like it. I thought it was. I thought like the 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 first couple hours of it before you start getting like skills, that game was hard as hell. Mm-hmm. Like, you just constantly kept getting swarmed by everything around you. And, like, I, I got through that part and started, like, developing the skills of the character a little more. And now I'm like, holy shit, like, this, this game's actually really good. Like, it, it actually kind of makes me want to play the second one now, too. Oh, the second one's awesome. That's one of my favorite series of games that play like that kind of um that kind of fight style that rhythmic moving battle style um and what gets me about that whole even the next one the whole series is after even after you finish the game you can just the the replayability of that game is never ending because the enemies don't stop coming ever and if you are good enough you can make it so that you are like facing a challenge. You can go and just screw with a bunch of dudes, get them to all chase. You know, you could do things to make it more challenging for yourself. Yeah. But unlike Batman, um, what was the last one? Arkham Knight. Arkham Knight. Arkham Knight. Um, that game. After you beat that game, and after you start beating certain districts, there are no more enemies. You can't just aimlessly run around and find endless enemies to fight like you can in the lord of the rings game like you'll never well, run out of guys what uh what what i like well for, for first off this is a nice little blend of like the back the batman arkham style with a little bit of like assassin's creed in it Oh, absolutely and what i definitely love about it is the nemesis system the fact that if you just get completely destroyed by a boss he gets more power and gets promoted. Yep. And you and, can end up getting killed by the most random person and then they become promoted. And if they by chance keep beating you, yeah, they like it. The second one is even better. Like they they did even uh, an even better nemesis system than this first one. Yeah, I was reading the second one. Like they kind of built upon the first one's system and just made it a hell of a lot better yeah and the first one is already really good so i can't wait to see what the second one has in store as far as that mechanic and it's kind of a it's kind of a unique mechanic like we don't see a lot of that yeah and it's cool like the, i'm now only speaking for the second one that was the most recent one i played but there were certain orcs that if you don't die if they don't die you will still continue to find them and they will remember you and they will remember your battles. It happens in the first one. Um, it just didn't seem to really happen all that often. Maybe I just didn't let too many of them survive. But in this one, like there was one guy I killed and I didn't 
want to because honestly i swear to god it was billy crystal as the voice it was it was crazy but like i i I just ended up killing him um so it's absolutely i i i'm glad that you started and you should definitely play the war one because it's way better yeah no i definitely will i uh i played (laughs) i got lost in this game yesterday and i played it for like legit five and a half hours straight just completely lost in this game and uh yeah when i get done with it i'm probably i'm probably gonna end up picking up the the second one did you do any of the challenges did you by any chance like get the game of the year edition yeah that's actually the one that i have is the game of the year okay so i got it in some bundle somewhere i've had the game forever i just never really played it so they have um as one of the dlc you are kelebrimbor and so it's like his kind of uh, story. So you are him instead of being, um, what's his name? T- uh, Talion. Talion, yeah, Talion. Um, so you're Celebrimbor, and the game is a little bit different. You know, the way it goes, the things you have to do, um, his powers. And then there's another one where you're the girl. Like, you're a girl. Um, and you do a challenge with her. It's it's cool. The challenges are really cool. They're hard. I mean, like yeah. hours long. Yeah, I was doing some. Uh, they had one where um, it's probably not what you were talking about. There was one where uh, you have uh, it's a like a bow and arrow challenge, and you had to oh, use yeah, the talking, bow yeah. to shoot a bunch of the guys. And yeah, it was challenging and it was fun. I failed like four times. The first four times I did it, I failed. It's worth. But then those I, things are worth. Yeah. I, I started getting a little better at it, and I ended up completing it. Yeah, it was fun. Nice. Very, very good game. Uh, you know, it's it's canon with the story. It's canon with the movie and stuff. Yeah, it takes place... I The first one takes place just after The Hobbit, and then the second one takes place a little while before Lord of the Rings. I'm pretty sure I got those dates right. All right. I'm not, I'm not sure. I just know it was more of a prequel. Yeah, like, because the, the, uh, the, the second one takes, the second one is, like, directly after the first. It literally just picks up right where the first one ends. Yeah. And you have, you still have all of your powers that you got from the first one. Mm-hmm. And then you get even more powers after that, which is insane. It it's, it's amazing, dude. You start fighting those huge, whatever they're called, the dragon things. I fought my first one. And he punted me across the map. Huh. And I'm like, shit. <laughs> oh, you fight those in Mordor too? I thought so. I was fighting some giants. I know you fight the the ogres. You might. I don't bad? know. I haven't played it in yeah. so long. I only played War. Um, So awesome. Well, what else have you been playing? And then I've been playing Overwatch. Of course. You gotta, you gotta still play Overwatch. Yeah, <laughs> and I do. <laughs> um, Alright, well... Let me do mine real quick because we it. have to get into Overwatch. Obviously, I've played Overwatch. I want to talk about Overwatch. Um, I've been playing Dead Cells. Uh, there's a new update. It is, I can't remember what it's called. It has something to do with the bosses. So now there's maybe five bosses. I've defeated one of them. I think the second is the giant. There's the time boss who I can't beat. No, I've defeated two of them, the eyeball. Um, so I don't know who the two new ones are or the last new one. Um, they're always updating this game. They added new, uh, I think new weapons, 
blah 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 it's really cool world war z uh i've been trying to do challenges in there uh last week or the week before i mentioned how sorry um i mentioned how i there's like another kind of currency but i don't know how to get it the way you get it is by beating the challenges and the challenges are just the levels but they give you like stipulations like this one was you fill up your ammo there is no ammo boxes you fill it up by doing melee to the enemies one of the classes was penalized for some reason like i don't know why um so you and then you had to beat the level with those stipulations and if you do you get the money and then you could buy cosmetics that's how you the only way you can get cosmetics um when i went on my overwatch um uh break i mentioned that i was going to try other games and try to get you know find a game that's kind of like overwatch and and i thought about and mentioned Rainbow Six Siege. Have you played it? I've played... The only Rainbow Six game that I have any experience with whatsoever is Vegas. Okay. Um, all right, so I tried Siege with Dave, um, and I've, I've come to realize I don't like that game. And although it's been... It's constantly updated. They have seasons and you know you can subscribe or however they whatever the hell there's tons of dudes they add um i don't like the weapon system um it's way like dude i take a gun like i don't even know the game enough there's like no kind of tutorial maybe um so i'm picking somebody i don't know exactly what the guns are i'm not a gun expert so then it turns out I have a gun where when I aim down the sights, aiming down the sights is so slow, and then every shot is huge recoil and all this stuff. It amounts to pretty much me dying all the time and then having to wait, which then reminds me of Battle Royale. So my point is, all this is, if you really think about it nowadays, is fucking team-based Battle Royale. That's it. Because nobody plays the objective. Nobody really tries to get the bomb and camp out. Like, they will camp out the, a bomb site, but there are more than one. Half the time, once the round starts, the whole team is split up. Like, yeah. they have no idea where anybody is. No one's really going for the bomb. They're going just to see who kills who first, like Counter-Strike. Um, half the time, that's all it amounts to. Um, so, which, which is funny, because if you've ever watched, like, the Siege esports scene... The CG sports scene plays absolutely nothing like a typical multiplayer game. Like, do like they play like teams? Like, yeah, set it's, up it's and team hey, focused. Be, they yeah. stay together. They complete objectives. That's what like, I thought. It's very team oriented. That's what I thought I would get. And after a few matches of playing, uh, I even played by myself a lot. It's just the same thing, and I can't. I can't. I just can't do it. it I mean, yeah, I can't. I'm disappointed because I can't even kill anyone. But I don't know. There's just something about that game that I just I don't feel it. So then, of course, back to Overwatch. So yep. how you digging Overwatch, man? I uh, <laughs> so as a healer, like as a support tank main, I'm enjoying it because I know that I am always going to have an off tank, and I am always going to have two healers. Mm -hmm. So in that regard. I'm absolutely loving it. Yeah. It's not going to be me as Reinhardt and like five DPS. It's two, two, two. It's perfect. The problem is people, seriously, if you don't know how to play DPS, don't fucking play DPS. <laughs> you, you know, so 
that brings me to one of my points and what what one thing a lot of people I'm surprised haven't realized yet is that and I mean like a lot of people that I've talked to personally that I know in real life always are like hey man you know I'm like so and so level platinum whatever like higher than I am and that's cool I believe them I see them I play with them I know that they're higher than me but what happens is the only times that they're dominant and they're winning is when they are their main DPS, which most of them, when it comes to competitive, are one-trick DPS, which is fine because like, when it comes to competitive, my fallback character is Moira, but I don't ever start with her anymore, even in competitive. Um, but yeah, for a while, whatever. Um, point is, what's happening is that all these one-trick Hanzos and one-trick Widows are being put together and all they know is those characters. So when it's comp, that's all they're going to be. So we'll lose. And that's and that's what I'm finding interesting now is because more and more people that I'm playing with that are playing with these games, they're saying they're more vocal about this. You know, they're more vocal and, and realizing, dude, we are losing because none of us can change into a DPS. You know, okay, these guys are one tricks, they're good at Hanzo, and they can't be anybody else, but we can't change. Maybe to a fucking soldier that would add healing, you know? Or the examples that I always give, when a healer is sucking or just literally leaves the game, you have more of a chance of losing now than before because no one can pick up that healer. Sometimes I can I can heal an entire team and deal with a team of five DPS with me being Mercy or Moira. I'm down with that. I have like I feel good about games like that. And now those games cannot happen in competitive. I can't ever like get in the mood like, dude. There's a lot of times where everybody on the team just you know let's dive, let's just all be somebody, rush the point and just mess them up, and it works. Never again can we do that. And that's why, like, it, it's – and I think we're going to find something out. Mainly, they might say how many people they realized are, are still playing the classic quick play as opposed to – because even qu- having quick play – roles on quick play, I think, was overdoing it. Yeah, I don't like the roles on quick play, like, at all. I There's, think like, no that- point. That's the yeah, that's where you practice characters. Yeah, I think I think roles on quick play is just absolutely stupid and needs to be reversed. Yeah. Like or do like two different types of quick play. Do your standard basic everybody just play whatever the hell they want to play, just go nuts. Yeah. And then do like a roll queue quick play. Roll queue so, quick play should be the arcade and regular quick play should stay where it is. Yeah. Like this way, if, if a team of three, four, five, six people want to practice, they can in like a competitive setting where winning and losing really doesn't matter. Right. So, uh, yeah, like I tried to, uh, the other day I just wanted to play a couple of quick matches and like I jumped in the quick play and it was like select your role and I'm like I just want to play Ash yeah, and it's throw like I don't Bob even know what people. level like yeah I, I just want to I just want to throw Bob at people that's all I want to do yeah like just let me do that and I ended up always I ended up just going to mystery heroes and just playing mystery that's, heroes yeah like I I don't like having to pick my essentially pick my character before I know what level it is 
that irks me the most because some levels, seriously, some some levels I I will do offensive Symmetra, and then right after that, when we do the flip, I'll switch to a tank on purpose because yeah. that's what I want to do. Like now, I'm. All, uh... like, I'm flexible in the fact that I can play healer and tank and I can play both main and off. And there are just some maps that I just prefer to be a healer on. Exactly. King's row attack defense. I prefer to be a healer. Right. Where like Oasis and more of like the brawly kind of maps. I like being a tank mostly because I like being roadhog and just hooking people over the edge. Yeah. Like, so it's i like the roll queue but it definitely it it's just like it was before like it definitely has its ups and its downs now we're getting a standard comp it's just certain people in those roles probably shouldn't be playing those roles at all dude i can't (laughs) i can't place um offense like dps because i i don't want to wait that long for a match how long is it on console um it depends five to eight minutes i've even seen 10 uh all people play when it first launched when it first went live on pc uh dps was 22 minutes see and dude so on console tank was a minute and a half were they giving you stuff (laughs) because on console they'll give us like if you play one of tank or healer you'll get a loot box and then they'll give you 25 credits you have to buy you and like yeah, you start getting the people because they know. And, and that's the thing. If they know that there's all these one-trick DPS guys that that can't do anything else but DPS, t- such to the fact that they won't even play anything outside of it, then, you know, don't do this roll queue thing because then I can't play DPS unless I do the arcade version of regular quick play, which yeah. I guess doesn't matter. But comp-wise, I'll never find out what I really am that way. I've placed healer. I've placed tank. I can't place DPS. We were uh, we were actually supposed to get an MMR reset when when the roll queue went live. Because remember, it had that little beta period. Yeah. And then it went live. When it went live, we were supposed to get an MMR reset, so everybody was starting from square one again. Mm-hmm. And like they figured, like not where like the old way not everybody placed where they were supposed to place at Mm -hmm. because like healers really have to depend on their DPS and their tanks. Tanks really have to depend on their DPS and their healers. And it wasn't balanced out. Uh, And then we never got it. Like last minute, they're like, no, we're not doing it. Like, just run with it. We'll check it next season. And it's like, oh, yeah. I think think having separate roles also just point wise is retarded because I think, in my opinion, you're a better Overwatch player if you can play many different characters as opposed to just playing one character, as opposed to just playing DPS. If Like me, I can you could throw me on any role, and I'm going to get kills. I know how to play them because I've been playing so long. Not even because I'm awesome, because I've been playing that game so long, I know how to play every character someone who's been playing just as long but only mains dps you throw them on tank make them play tank they're not gonna do good you know so 
so just judging them and spacing everything out then what like all they're gonna do is they're only going to still place dps they're still only gonna walk around with one ranking like my healer rank i'm a main healer my healer rank when i placed was pretty much the same as last season when it was all combined yeah yeah that's kind of what it was for me too my uh my my healing and my tank my tanking are pretty much around where i usually place yeah i've climbed a lot as a healer i'm like i'm high platinum low diamond now as a healer and on my tanking i'm still like mid plat i haven't even done my dps placements just because i don't want to wait 10 minutes yeah like i just don't want to wait 10 minutes to play like sombra mm -hmm. like and uh it, it's funny too because when the roll queue went live um like a notable streamer by the name of shroud you probably have you heard of shroud heard big of fortnite him. guy yep he uh he jumped in to play overwatch he played overwatch for a little bit when it came out and then he left and played fortnite and yada 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 he came back for the roll queue and he roll queued as a dps he did all of his placements now if you've never heard of shroud shroud is a godlike player he has unbelievable aim unbelievable tracking um he hasn't played overwatch in a while so like overwatch mechanics he's awful and he placed as a platinum he got placed platinum mm -hmm. and i just thought that was hilarious because yeah. like he was like taking out an entire team as mccree and he got plat so i am just as good as shroud that's yeah. what i'm saying end of story <laughs> oh, nice, dude! I'm telling you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start playing on PC, and I'm gonna be, I'm definitely gonna be platinum, definitely. I mean, you really should, man. Like, like, PC is kind of like all the big boys play on the PC, man. Come play the I'm PC. Way, I'm way back. I have it. Like, look, I, I can try one night to play it. I have it on my laptop. It's just I gotta wait. Like the first couple games, I, I I will struggle through. Not skill wise, my computer will struggle until those first couple yeah. loads, and then it'll get smooth for me. Um, I actually but... started. Uh, I'm sorry. I actually started dual queuing with another support, and uh, I'm playing Anna, and he's playing Moira, and I went from 2200 SR to like a little over 3000. Because we just kind of alternate our healing. Like he's in the thick of it. I'm in the back. He's nice. DPSing. I'm healing when I need. When I'm low, he turns around, starts healing. Dude, it's just it's been phenomenal. We've just we've been just like wrecking shit. <laughs> nice. Well, that's cool. We we should definitely move on though. Um, yeah, we definitely <clears throat> should. We're not an Overwatch podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we promise we're not an Overwatch podcast. <laughs> um. All right. So, uh, Modern Warfare is getting their next beta. It is going to be crossplay focused, which is so interesting because this is crossplay between everyone. PlayStation, yeah, everybody. Xbox, <laughs> and PC. Um, so that's what this uh, beta is. It's starting on the 25th for PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One. PC and Xbox One, you had to have pre-ordered. Uh, pre everybody on PlayStation gets to play um, when oh, it first launches. Oh. And then three days after that, let's see. Oh, wait. It's going to run the 19th and 20th for pre-order people and PS4 owners, all PS4. And then open access from the 20th to the 23rd. So everybody's going to be able to play. Um, oh, that's it's cool. Gonna, it's going to be their, um, their ground war 
uh, mode, which is 32 versus 32, which is just like a battlefield. Yep. Um, and it's essentially a stress test to see what's happening. Now, here's my issue. PC players are involved. They're going to have an advantage in a game like this. They're going to dominate. So, so hopefully they're going to add something. Uh, apparently Activision has already done this like they they've already done like internal testing and like while pc did have an advantage it wasn't significant enough to make the console players feel like dominated they're being dominated really yeah of all games a call of duty game would be the one that i would think mouse and keyboard would just destroy controller well, remember, like, Call of Duty is mostly, like, a Twitch shooter. Yeah. So, like, it doesn't, so... like, while it does require aim, it's yeah. mostly just reaction. You're right. And you're if right. you've been playing it for 20 years, you kind of have so, yeah, that you'll reaction. Be, you'll be good on anything you play on, you're saying. Exactly. Like, you're okay. going to be, you're going to have that reaction regardless of what platform you're playing. Right. We'll try this out just because I'm still waiting to see if they're going to be different enough. Like, I know they're going to have to keep it kind of Call of Duty. They got it. They're Call of Duty. Um, but I, I just hope that they change it so it doesn't feel as Call of Duty. Um, one of my main gripes is that they have so much cool shit like nukes and fucking the helicopters that drop, drop missiles and remote controlled this and that as, as the perks. Or whatever you when you kill you know streaks. You, the kill streaks. kill streaks, um, but dude, come on! Like I will never get more than five kills in a row ever in my life. I know that unless I, everybody's laying down. No, I'm at seriously. like two. <laughs> seriously, like my streak would probably be five. I've seen like I've got to operate the remote where you pull up the screen and you get to drop all the bombs at a certain section. I've got to do that like once or twice. Um. Other than that, like, dude, that's the issue. Like, a lot of, I think a majority of people will never get the 12 to 19 kills it takes to even see a nuke go off or be able to use it. There's no mode where you can just use kill streaks. There's nothing. So I feel because up until a certain point, I'm never going to get high enough to, to take advantage of all this stuff that I'm wasting my money, like, all the time. Like if I'll play Call of Duty. Way, I think you're wasting was, your money. <laughs> if it was like an accumulation, and look, yeah, and that's the thing. The only reason I even hit that kill streak was because I had a perk that would like add two immediately, or it did something that buffed that part where I would get it faster. But other than that, like it, it, it just that's the worst part for me. I never get to see the cool stuff. Like even in yeah. Battlefield, if you want to do the really cool stuff, you can go to that point of the level and pull the lever that's gonna make the bridge explode, or you know you can do it. Um, so that's my my biggest gripe with that. But I'm still gonna play this one. I wonder how they're gonna do voice for between the three uh, oh. platforms. I don't know. Maybe they won't have it. Doesn't Fortnite have like a like a party app kind of thing? Where everybody connects to that and then can talk. I thought that I don't. I would be talking to the wrong person. Yeah, no, I don't. I'm just kind of throwing shit out. Ignore me. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So, speaking of betas, did you ever play Neo? 
No. No? I thought you'd be a guy who would play that game. Uh, oh, but it, it's PlayStation 4 exclusive, right? Yeah, I think so, it is. Well, the beta for Neo 2 is going to be out, and... <sighs> It looks kind of sweet. I don't know what kind of the, what kind of game it is. I don't know if it's the same as Neo. If so, then I'll play Neo. It looks pretty sweet. Um, the beta is going to run from November first to November November tenth, um, and is open to all players, uh, whether you bought pre-order the game or not. Um, so, yeah, if you're a fan, there you go. Another oh, one that I will Team try. Ninja, that's cool. Yeah, Team Ninja made this game. Um, so it's hack and slashy. I just hope it's a cool hack and slashy, and not a bunk one. Like I so don't like. So what would be a cool hack and slashy? A, a cool hack slash would be. Um, I would say something like maybe Dark Souls. Um, a bad one would be Final Fantasy. Mainly, what I don't like is when you're slashing and hack hacking. There's no reaction from the enemies. Numbers pop up, but you're just you know slashing and taking numbers off, and they only react after a certain number of hits slash time. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. As opposed to I do a right swipe with my sword, your guy's gonna go towards the left. Or to the right, or you know, he, every hit is going to get a, an animated reaction. Yeah, something. Yeah, I get and, what you And not just a couple numbers pop up, and that's that's what I don't like. Instead of stuff just being meat shields, you want some type of reaction. Right. Even if yeah, even if they're meat shields and they react, like a reaction animated realistically is what I want because it makes those hits feel better. Uh, Mike in chat is saying it looks like. It looks like what would happen if Platinum and and a Souls game had a baby. I don't know what the Platinum part means. Platinum would be like Bayonetta. Okay, yes. Yes, because that Bayonetta slash DMC kind of hack and slash is... I kind of find that entertaining, even though it's a little borderline for what I'm talking about. But yes, absolutely, because when you see like the atmosphere of this game, it's kind of Dark Soulsy. Um, the the action and the camera aspect, like the view, looks like it would be like a Dark Souls kind of situation. But then the hack and slash and the moves that you're actually doing look like a Bayonetta, Devil May Cry type game. The so combos this, and stuff. Is this game like Oni? Oni Musha. I don't know. I look. I haven't played any of these games, so this is weird. Okay. Not yeah, I fair either. comparison for me, but it, I would say it's more like a faster-paced Sekiro. Okay. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> uh, sure. Why not? We'll go with that. Yeah. So <laughs> that, that's coming out. Want to talk Nintendo? Yeah, let's talk Nintendo. Um. All right. Well, we mentioned last week the the ring fit and nintendo's weird another weird creation um that is just making everybody wonder what the hell is going on they've actually revealed the trailer this week for the actual game called ring fit adventure have you seen this trailer i did see the trailer and i still have no idea what's going on okay so first things first the game looks like it's a mobile game it looks like 
like it operates like a mobile game you pick a level you earn three stars two stars one star whatever you go to the next one check marks and blah 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 it just looks like a mobile game yeah no it, it definitely did um it's it's oh, let's how am i gonna explain this to people that haven't seen the trailer um it's not like vr or like the wii would kind of be it is kind of but so here here's a scenario you're whoever you are and whoever you are i think if you stand if you you have to run it some parts like you have to lift your leg so one of the wii one of the switch controllers is strapped to your leg um, so right off the bat, to me, somebody who's played VR and fooled around with the Kinect and all that stuff, like that's kind of janky to me. Like really what you could do is sit there and lift one leg every other time and cheat the system. You don't have to lift both legs. And even though, yeah, you don't, that's cheating yourself. Um, still, to me, it doesn't, whatever. So you move your legs to run or walk up steps or whatever the hell. Um, and then you have this ring in front of you that's like tension, like you could squeeze it or you could pull it, tilt it, hold it, whatever, it's whatever. So then there might be a level where, that you come to and you have to row a boat. So you have to like angle the r ring in front of you and then move it like side to side to like as like the oars. Or there's like a flying part where you're on a hang glider so you have to take the ring and hold it above your head like a, a halo. Or you're trying to like crush something or pull something, so then you have to like sit there and pull it, and it's more like a workout. So they're making you like do squats with it over your head in order to like flap your wings. You have to like do a squat. So I see what they're doing. They're trying to incorporate like tons of people have the Connect, the Wii. I mean, they did that before with the Wii, like fitness and their video games. Yeah, I mean, they're just trying to get people up and moving. Now, but that's the thing, like. They've tried it, and every single company who has tried it, it has failed. Failed. And you know why um, it's failed, The Wii James? Fit thing kind of did pretty okay. It didn't. The Wii did, and the Wii Fit was... Look, the Wii Fit's one of those things, trust me, like, people bought the Wii Fit for somebody, or they bought it for themselves thinking they were going to use it and never did. Yeah, never did. Um, Because here's what happens. Like, have you ever done any of those things? God, no. Okay, so... <laughs> I used to be big into the Connect. I'm big into VR. Like I, I'm into that mo me moving and equals them moving stuff. Um, and there were games on Connect that I kind of liked. Like there was this fighting game that it, it was weird because it was still side scroller in front of the thing moving your fists and stuff. Yeah, I remember um, that game on the Connect. Yeah, so I like that game. But the thing is, is like it's a workout. And, and once it becomes a workout and it exhausts, not only is it making you exhausted, which is changing your physical mood, it's also ch changing your mental mood, whether that's positive or negative. After a workout, some people are like on this like little high or whatever. You get sweaty um, and other things can you know be affected by that. What I'm getting at is it becomes something that you now have to kind of schedule you have to like even with VR I kind of have to do that it's like okay I can't just pick up VR and play because I have children and things around me that I have to be aware of at certain times most times you know what I'm saying so yep. right there I, I have to schedule when I play something like that second of all if I have to work 
afterwards am I going to want to do this and be exhausted and sweaty yeah, if yeah. I have anything to do at night or afterwards? Um, maybe I worked all day and I'm like, dude, I want to play. Well, do I really? I love the game, but I don't want to do it with my body. I'm so exhausted from work. Guess I can't play it. You know what I'm saying? It becomes something yeah. that you have to it, – it, it's a big deal. And I, I think, think anything with it. a setup is kind of out of the question. Like, if right. you have to set stuff up to specifically play this thing, yeah, that's kind of it. Like, yeah, it's it's it, it, those are the things that make it pretty much really hard for this to even pick up as something. Because someone like me, I'm all about it. I'm like, dude, I'll play this game. Like, um, the the Connect Sports, I loved it, dude. It, it, I mean, even though the the controls needed tweaking. It was kind of VR to me, you know, and I yeah, like doing it. And when I was done, I was sweaty and I was like, you know, like I just did a workout and I felt good and I liked it and I could have kept playing. But once I stopped, just like a workout or playing a physical sport and you, you stop, you sit down and you rest, it's hard to get back up and do it again. Yeah, You know, like, and that's the thing. So then it's like, oh man. First of all, I'm sore from playing it yesterday, so I'm not playing today. The next day comes, oh, man, dude, I just got off work. Nah, I'll save it. Maybe tomorrow I'll play. And, you know, sometimes I feel that way about Beat Saber. Like, I'm like, I want to play Beat Saber. I'll be driving home from work at night. I want to play Beat Saber. I'm, like, in the mood. I want to hear the music. And then I get home, and I grab the helmet, and I'm like, oh, man. I'm just going to play Overwatch, man. I just sit down and play something. Like, I don't want to, like, do all that jazz because then I'll be sweaty and then I have to factor in a shower. That That's why stuff like that I never really I never really got into. Like, the virtual reality stuff interests me, especially, like, now we're kind of hitting, like, a new age of it where the virtual reality is getting more in-depth and more interactive and there's just more to do with it. Mm -hmm. Like, if you remember when it first came out, it was mostly, like, horror kind of things walking yep. through hallways and stuff and now you have stuff like beat saber and you know stuff like that where it's just more visually interactive yeah, and they're stuff figuring like it that out. but yeah. my like just like you like my whole thing is after working nine hours do i want to come home and put the helmet on mm. and like you know i just i just don't i just i just want to jump on something and just kind of relax yeah and Some... just breathe some games are relaxing some games you can sit down and play um but i guess we're talking about these fitness games and it's a clever idea and it's a great idea for people that want to have fun and and work out and lose weight and be healthy more power to you but you still need a lot of willpower for that a lot because once you do it and realize it's almost more of a workout than it is fun video game times than like that's the, the thing you got to overcome. See, I don't like, I, I'm now at that point with Nintendo where I don't doubt anything that they're releasing. Like we all kind of gave them shit for their cardboard and like the cardboard sold out the, the first day it was released. But it's nothing now. Like it, nobody. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it, it, it's, after that they made more and now you can't give it away yeah and, and the first two at least i'm very interested in the driving one and the vr one the vr one looks really interesting yeah but this i think this is gonna whoever is into this is going to buy it. 
it's just yeah yeah, it's just as simple as that like it's definitely not for everybody i'm not interested in it i think they look like idiots doing it that's just my opinion (laughs) it's it's another part of them like expanding it and well no nintendo just they, they came out with a version of the switch that doesn't dock therefore kind of pushing that whole mobile that whole mobile aspect which is what they wanted with the switch was more mobile and that's where nintendo has it is mobile they have the mobile market in america um but then they go ahead and they release the cardboard stuff and then they release this wii ring or this fit ring fit these are things that are anti-mobile no one's going to bring this thing anywhere and then start using it they're going to do it at no. home, which means they're going to yep. dock it and need the TV screen. So there's there goes a, another game that you cannot play with the Switch Lite. Another thing that Nintendo releases that competes with themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, they no, I are understand. competing with themselves, and it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Nobody else is out there to compete with us. Let's just compete with ourselves. Fuck it. Like, they're making their own challenge. That's what they're doing. That way. Like, it's like I get <laughs> Nintendo it. Nintendo like, thinks that way. Nintendo has like, always thought that way. <laughs> yeah, it's just very weird. Um, they Dragon just, Quest. They, just, they said fuck it years ago, and they're like, you know what? We're just gonna do our own thing. We don't care. Like ourselves. <laughs> um, Dragon Quest, you're into it, right? Oh, I very much am, and I'm very much excited for the announcement today, where uh. So uh, Square Enix now owns the rights to the Dragon Quest franchise after buying after Square bought Enix, and um, where it was announced today that Dragon Quest One, Dragon Quest Two, Dragon Quest Three are actually getting a Western release. Yes. So they uh, started at Dragon Quest Four for us. No, 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 no. These games were out in the U.S. Like the first one, they they were out on the NES. And that was just kind of it. Like, they never ported them to anything. Like, there was a mobile remake, like, a handful of years ago. But, like, Square never did, like, a collection of them. Okay. Together at the same time. And we're getting that collection. Well, Japan is getting that collection. We're getting the digital versions of that collection. And uh, they're out the exact same day that Dragon Quest Eleven S is being released, which is September 27th, which is very close. It's very, very close. Uh, September 27th is going to be literally like Dragon Quest Day because, like, we're getting four Dragon Quest games, and I'm very excited because I'm going to buy all of them. So, again, <laughs> Nintendo, they're releasing two... Like, two games are being released, huge games, like on only the, and instead of spacing it out they do it both at the same time yeah they just said fuck it just just like, give them all the dragon quests that's like the... yeah exactly it's like okay that's like 10 years of content right there here you go play all yep. of it hey whatever <laughs> i mean hey dude i'm happy we're finally getting them i don't even care yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna buy all of them and then I'm never going to play them. I'm probably going to play Overwatch. Because that's just how things go. Like, mm-hmm. it's just how it goes. <laughs> um, Alright. Um, yeah. I got one more thing for me that is just so, so exciting. That I've always wanted. And even being an Xbox dude for most of this 
generation. I've always wanted a sequel to PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. The only Battle Royale I think does that deserves the name Battle Royale. Have you ever played this game? Yeah, I played the first one. Dude, alright. I don't like Smash. Um, and I, Absolutely, this is a Smash clone. Um, oh, absolutely. Just the characters, I think, are just so much better. Um, it, it's They have some ridiculousness like with Parappa the Rapper and things that don't kind of fit. But for the most part, they do. Um, I love the levels, the interaction. They were the first ones. I don't know if Smash does it now, but they do the the interactive levels. So you can play like the God of War level and something will happen eventually. Or you play the quiz level and the dude will ask a question and you have to be paying attention to the background while you're fighting because the question will pop up. And then the answer, you have to be standing on the right platform, whatever the answer is. And if you're not, then, like, something bad happens to you. Like, you know, you get hit, penalized for it. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, there's stuff I, like, I like that, that in Smash. Um, so that is getting a sequel, but it's going to be on the PlayStation 5. Um, first, this started out as, like, a rumor leak. I think it's official now that this game is definitely being worked on, and it is definitely coming out for the next PlayStation. Totally unfortunate. Yeah, we don't we uh we have that little beginner thing for the PS5, but they haven't really that was just kind of it. They haven't given us a release date or they shouldn't even, because uh, there's so much what's the the next huge game coming out is Last of Us 2? Even Cyberpunk is coming out on Cyberpunk, yeah, yeah. Cyberpunk coming so out next that, year. That's coming out in 2020. The new Avengers game is coming out in 2020. No. Yet so are the new consoles at the end of that. So it's like kind of weird. They're still releasing huge, huge titles. Yet the next console's coming out like right around the corner. Yeah, I think they're probably going to do like the GTA 5 thing where, you know, GTA 5 released early in the year, and, yeah, then, and then the new consoles came out, and then too. they ported them over. Um, I, I think they might just do backwards compatibility. I said that weird, with different cadence than usual, but I liked it. I like backwards compatibility. Compatibility. Yeah, that'll be cool. I, I can't wait. I am definitely... I, I mean, for me, that's a game that kind of almost is a console seller for me. Like, I don't know why. I just think it's... It's such a great game. I had so much fun when I played that game. <laughs> oh, you got anything else, man? Uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, Tokyo Game Show was over the weekend. Yay, oh. TGS. Uh, and Kayami dropped a huge announcement. We are getting another Castlevania game. It is, uh, it's, it, it's for mobile phones. Mm-hmm. Everybody, yeah. everybody for mobile, right? It, it's called Grimoire. Yeah, right. Okay, Grimoire of Souls, and it's like one of those. Hey, let's bring characters together from popular franchises and throw them into a game and just have them do shit. Huh. Basically, what this game is, uh, the gameplay looks typical 2D Castlevania. The graphics look god awful it seriously looks like fan art with characters pasted on the front of it uh it just really 
Kai on me. Just so really. So does it <laughs> does it play like Mario Run? Like, is are you constantly moving, or is there like a directional pad and? Yeah, it's a directional and... pad. It's like it from the trailer. It looks like it. There's a directional pad. It's gonna be like a typical 2D mm. Castlevania experience. It's just on mobile, <laughs> and it's just it, you get to play as Alucard. <laughs> like yeah. i when i first saw the headline pop up i got very excited and then read the article and just stopped reading it when they said mobile yeah. it's like really guys like come getting on ready apple the apple uh arcade yeah it, um, that was terrible well, <laughs> um tell me about borderlands 3 because see i don't care to get it borderlands 3 is out now um but you said that they were having a bunch of issues which is weird because they've been having issues since before the game launched yeah these are different issues though uh so first and foremost um 2k only sent certain like journalist review copies and it turned out that some of the reviews journalists got were actually like the beta unfinished version of the game. Because okay. that's what you want them reviewing, a beta version of a game that is going to release in four days. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and then on top of that, the game came out and there is just a whole shitload of performance issues. Um. On the PlayStation 4 Pro and the Xbox One, uh, people are having frame issues. PC is also having frame rate issues. If you're play on the uh, on the Pro, if you're playing it in performance, uh, you're got you're you're just gyrating between 60 and 20 frames. Wow. And yeah, it's just yeah lag in couch co-op modes like one person is doing something another person is in a menu and the game just comes to like a stutter and yeah this game was not considering the time that they had to work on this this game was just not optimized at all and that's kind of sad and it's that get this this is the funniest part of all of it So, Borderlands 3 is an Epic Store exclusive for six months. Epic doesn't have a forum, so people can bitch about what's going on on the PC platform. So, do you know what PC players are doing? No. Going to the Borderlands 2 Steam forums and bitching about about Borderlands 3 issues. What? Yeah, not even joking. There's wow. th- if you look on the Steam forums for Borderlands 2, there is thread after thread of people with technical issues for Borderlands 3. Wow. Because they have no other place to talk about this. When six <laughs> months it's going to be on Steam, right? Six months it's going to be on Steam. That's epic, where... dude. It's like, it's <laughs> even if they're not doing it on purpose, like, come on. Like, all the stuff they've done, and no one's no one maybe can say anything. I don't even know who would have any kind of influence, but like the stuff they do, like, look, everything leading up to this has to say something. 
And people aren't going to put this together and think it was purposely done. Like, they were avoiding it. Like, any other solid game will give anyone access to play anything because they want it out there. They want good buzz about their game, especially after all the bad buzz they're getting. But instead, they feed into the bad. That's kind of why, like, so from what I've been reading around, that's kind of why they only sent review copies, quote-unquote, to certain publications and websites because it's those publications and websites that were favoring the game. Yeah. In pre like, like betas and stuff like that. There was actually a publication that I can't think of off the top of my head who didn't get a review copy when they contacted take two interactive to ask where their review copy was a representative from take two told them that when they previewed the game in an article they didn't talk the game up enough for their liking so they removed them from the review copy list Hmm. and then i'm also reading stuff on like reddit and stuff about how uh they only uh, take two interactive 2k they only cared about day one metacritic scores because day one metacritic scores affect first day sales so if it's getting huge numbers on metacritic first day then that's going to make it so oh shit this game's fucking amazing i need to buy this game right now and they're gonna run out and buy the game so that's kind of shitty it, well, like... it goes on. It's been going... You could tell when it goes on. You can tell when you've played a game and then there's... Look, pretty much here. here's the thing. Any game that isn't out yet, if there are any of these big publications doing any kind of story on it, it's not negative. Unless it's a, like a new story like, like this, like technical issues plague Borderlands 3, but they would never be like, damn, we played Borderlands 3 and it fucking sucks. Yeah, especially like, those, especially like big AAA titles and popular publications. Like that's why I don't even like, I don't read any of their reviews. I go on YouTube and look at gameplay with the audio off. That's it, because half these people are just paid to say that, and most of them, even if they're not paid, these other companies like like Take Two. I'm not saying all companies like that, but. They just fear that that a company is going to do that, so they just opt to play it safe. And no matter what, the game we're reviewing, because they let us play it before anybody else, we're going to say it's good. Apparently, like, like only U.S. publications, like journalists, got review copies. Like, Europe, Australia, like them. They didn't... None of those like publications got review copies of the game and when uh vg247 which is a uk video game site uh asked why we're not getting a review copy uh a representative from 2k brought up the uh the sup motto stuff that happened they said it was like oh we have concerns for security issues we don't want this to leak out to people so we're just gonna do it like here and it's like, dude, what a cop-out excuse. Of like, course, what a bullshit fucking excuse. Borderlands 3 <laughs> is Borderlands 2 Part 2. Which is Borderlands 1 Part 
two, part three. You know what I'm saying? They're all the yeah, same no, goddamn I... game. So it, what what would have leaked? We all had an idea and a pretty good damn idea of what the game would look like and what you would be able to do in the fourth Borderlands game. Yeah, like, I mean, I think... I don't think Borderlands is, like, one of those games where it's going to surprise you. You play these games because you enjoy this formula. Yeah. Like, it's why I play Diablo. I like that formula. I know what I'm getting into. It, Diablo 1, 2, 5, 12, yep. 20. I know what I'm getting into. Mm-hmm. I don't really care about reviews for it. I know what I'm getting. Like Call of Duty, yeah. It's like, you know, after, like, now, if, if people are reviewing Call of Duty, it's the same as all the other Call of Duty reviews. It's yeah, exactly. Be. So, like, reviews for this are... I, I just think, like... I think they knew about these technical issues and they didn't, they, they wanted to kind of sweep it under the rug. Like, Hey, you know, we'll give it to these certain guys who have talked up this game like crazy. They'll give it a good review. We'll get that awesome day one Metacritic score, which is going to have everybody else go out and purchase this game. We'll fix all the bullshit later. Like fallout 76 it's reminding me of, and, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's not good for for Epic because this is showing like you know, okay, so this is the f- is this is this actually the first huge like AAA launch exclusive for Epic? Yeah, I would say yeah. So do like, you think they, they have a bunch off? of like exclusive indie titles, but nothing on the lines of like, well, Metro was probably one of them too, yeah, but, that's but still kind of small. Yeah, the Borderlands, like... Borderlands was huge. Yeah, so they probably, this is just too much for them to handle, and, I mean, what's the, what other reasons could there be? Because has this ever happened with any other game? you got to put two and two together. Epic's new at this. Um, all of a sudden, Borderlands 3, which the company has had three prior releases and never had this happen. What's going on? Yeah, like, I think... Uh, Should every other uh, game back out from exclusivity? No, no, they... I don't think so. I think this is just my... I think this is just 2K just getting in way in over their head on this. I think this game, from everything that I've been reading and all the stuff that I've been listening to and hearing and reading and etc., I really think this game should have been put on the shelf for, like, another month to kind of fix some of these issues because some like PlayStation 4 Pro is having frame rate issues in a mode that is specifically designed to achieve 60 frames. Yeah. It's having frame rate issues and it's the same on the Xbox One X, the same on the PC. It's like come on guys like what are you doing yeah did you just rush this out and me personally like any game any game that gets like a review embargo or like limited review copies i stay the fuck away from yeah because you know you know something's up like you just know something's up that's how we are with um games that only show cinematics yeah, exactly. Like it's just you just stay away from them. Give it like that that month or two kind of period. So all of this bullshit. Listen, guys, there's a lot of stuff to play out there. You don't need to play everything day one. 
give it a couple of months to ferment and then play it and then enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, so before we get into movie stuff, um, I have one more thing that I, I kind of want to mention. Uh, Billy Mitchell, the King of Kong, um, the guy who just got stripped of all of his Guinness titles because it turns out that one of the records that he broke, he was using an emulated copy of Donkey Kong and not an original, like, arcade version. Um, which in itself, okay, maybe against the rules. Um, but if that's all he did, so, so let's say the, the reason this rule exists is because once you're fucking with an emulator, you could be manipulating the game in any kind of way. Yep. Right. So that is why it's against the rules. Um, whether he knew this or not. Now I give him the benefit of the doubt because that's how I am about every subject. I go against majority, but it's not on purpose. Um, I, I tend to think deeper, and in this sense, Billy Mitchell and Donkey Kong are from the mid to late 80s, early 90s, mid to 90s, being like still like arcade-relevant stuff. So when it comes to emulation and computers and stuff like that, you can't expect him to know, understand, or actually read through all the fine print of a newly updated contract or whatever that he's been signing for years right makes sense kind of like psychologically it makes a little sense i, I know where you're going with this and i'm gonna let you finish your so, thought and then i will jump in so that being said he him using an emulation isn't the question really it's did he cheat because of the fact that he used an emulation and obviously and or apparently what he's saying now is that he has witnesses and such that can attest for him not cheating i'm not sure if he's fighting the fact that it was an emulation because he can't that they've proven that pretty much but i think what he's saying is hey i use an emulation but i didn't cheat and i have all these witnesses showing that he, what i did in this game was me was legit it is a true emulation you know what i'm saying like to yeah. a degree it's like that if he could prove 10 things it may outweigh the one and he is pretty much saying, listen, I if you do not put me back into the record book, um, I'm going to sue you. What do you think about so, this? At first, he was like not saying it was an emulator. He did this on a legit arcade cabinet until somebody dissected the footage and they confronted him with the emulator. And that whole time, he's like, oh, no, it's not an emulator. This is real arcade hardware, da-da-da-da. And then they're like, no, it's not. Here's our proof of how it's not. And then he 180'd it. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it was an emulator, and da-da-da-da. So right there, I think Billy Mitchell's full of shit. Okay. Uh, I, he knew that using emulation is against the Twin Galaxies-like rule set. But everybody speed deeming archives every speed running website they all have rules against emulation because of the simple fact is you can speed the gameplay up you can speed the frames up you can slow it down it's easy you can just replay whole sections right. of a game you know so they all have rules against this he knew the rule and he chose to use an emulator anyway 
So right there, completely just wipes his record out. Um, he can try to sue Guinness for this. I don't think it's going to, unless he can actually like sit down in front of these guys and do this. I don't think he has a leg to stand on in this. Well, some of his real records, the ones that actually made him who he was, were done on actual arcade machines. Yes, those they were. shouldn't have been erased. His history uh, should not have been erased. I I don't think they all should have been erased. I'll agree with you with that. I don't think I don't think everything he accomplished should have been undone. I don't think they should have blacklisted him like they did. I think they should have given him credit for the ones that he actually legitimately did. Right. Like I'm completely on board with you on that. But at the end of the day, I think Billy Mitchell is a scumbag. And I'm glad he got his records taken away from him because fuck that guy. That guy just made this entire scene a joke. I don't know, man. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, look, he was the villain. He was the villain in the scene. And I thought he was cool because he was a character. And obviously, look, you can go around with your trademark mullet and, and business suit and leather jacket with the mustache did he have a beard he had a beard yeah with yeah a beard he has a beard and be an awesome player and it still doesn't make you a villain what makes you a villain is when you start breaking the rules and still making out and squashing and that's what he did and i'm not saying that it's a good thing but he needed to be he needed to happen some of his stuff was legit um and hell dude look I watch a, a lot of documentaries and back in that day, like people were, were claiming records in games like, like the track and field game where you were supposed to with both your hands hit or the fingers hit two buttons, left, right leg to win the yeah. race. Right. And they would rig the pencils in between the two buttons so that it would just like hit the button so easily. Like you could just soar through the game and beat that level that's kind of like hacking slash modding yet yeah, that, was, like modding. that was considered okay people never questioned that like they were okay with that um so it was weird i don't know yeah whatever i, I think it was just really harsh for what it was um lie or not look people say stuff and i hope he does have proof stuff yeah he he was caught using the emulator and he lied but you don't know why and just because you do it once, well, we know why he it... made this. This was kind of his image. Like he right. made money off so, of that. So maybe the reason was like, oh my god, this guy beat my record, and I don't. I'm getting to the age where I can't do it anymore. But I don't. This is all I have, so I'm gonna keep this going. Whatever the hell it may be for lying. After that, it doesn't mean everything else. Maybe he shouldn't have. You know, but it doesn't mean like so. If he was like, "Hey, I did it because I would have never beat this guy, so I wanted to beat. I would have wanted to beat him." Would you have changed your opinion? You probably would have still been like, "Dude, he did it on purpose. He admitted he did it. Is it different than lying?" Like, you know what I'm saying? People are gonna yeah. say have the same opinion. Yeah, I... it'll be interesting. Just... Yeah, if he it's has any be kind of case. Um, and the good part about this though is like. 
Twin Galaxies has never been talked about as much as it has in the past like couple of years because uh, nobody's really cared. Yeah. But now all of a sudden everybody cares. So it'll go away again and something will happen <laughs> again and maybe it's just a big ploy. He works with Twin Galaxies. That's the whole that's the real scheme. Yeah, um, that's yeah, it's when we forget this even happened. Hey, there's Billy Mitchell doing something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um all right, let's get into some movie stuff really fast before we end the show um first and foremost mortal kombat the movie reboot has officially started shooting um we got a tweet somebody posted a tweet the director of the movie um posted a tweet pretty much just hashtag it has begun and it was a tweet of the uh movie the scene clicker yeah so yeah i i'm i'm gonna give it about two years Two years make a good Mortal Kombat movie. Um, I mean, the original one was it was pretty decent. I'm I'm curious as to what this new one is going to be. Is this like a complete reboot of the movie franchises, or is this? I think so. I I don't think it's a sequel. I think it's a reboot. Kind of like Mortal Kombat Nine was a reboot of the whole series. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Is this going to fall in line with that though? Like, is it going to reflect what's going on in the game? It's going to be completely different. Beats the shit out of me, man. We're just going to go with that. We're just going to say it's going to reflect the games, and then if it changes, we'll talk about it. <laughs> um, all right. Well, it has been uh, announced that Iron Man will make his way into Phase 4 in the only sensible way that could work without you saying, what the hell are they doing? Or without you getting too excited. Um, he is actually obviously going to be making an appearance in the Black Widow movie, which is, of course, an origin story to pretty much before what it was the time between oh, what two movies. Right. Iron Man one and two. Because she appeared in Iron Man two. Yeah, I don't remember what I don't I don't really know her story. Like, I'm not really familiar, but either way, he's going to be in it because he was alive and well back then. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen Endgame, uh, Tony Stark dies. Um, so that's that's fine and dandy. I'm I'm down with that. I, I think it should. I think they should have just kept him, especially with losing Spider-Man. Which that whole thing is back and forth. Like I just heard that MCU can acquire Spider-Man and Venom. Like Sony is willing to do something. Whatever. I'm gonna just not even focus on that because it's yeah. yes and no. But assuming right now it's no. Um, why not keep Iron Man as, like, the main guy? Like, he was in Spider-Man, I'm sure for a reason. Like, he's the star now. He has more clout than Spider-Man does. You can keep Iron Man around just for cameo purposes. Yeah, he's dead, I know. But he, but there's, you know, the whole emphasis there's on There's that whole realities. thing of him being dead. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, he can do uh, the Obi-Wan thing and just appear next to somebody and go could. use the Another force. version of him. <laughs> um, who knows what Steve Rogers did on his journeys through time. Um, uh, I'm just curious, because my understanding of the Black Widow movie was it was an origin story of how she became Black Widow. That was my understanding of it all. Apparently, I'm wrong because now Robert Downey Jr. is going to be in it. Yeah, some people. Well, so the stuff that they've shown us, I think it's going to be both. It's going to be a lot of flashback stuff, like when she has flashbacks in that one movie. 
uh, yeah. about her being in the school, like La Femme Nikita. Look it up if anybody's never seen that. Um, female assassin in school, blah, 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 trained to be a killer. I think they might hit on that, but then there's also the whole, during the two movies, she mentioned it. I don't, like, to Hawkeye, right? Or, you know, don't mention what happened in Budapest or something. Budapest, yeah. Um, it might be that. Either way, I'm not interested. Um, I guess, like, because I was always like, what's her power besides karate and being a spy? But I, I in that's kind of it. Yeah, but in the comics, I think, or at least in the cartoon, like her abilities, it's really that she. Oh, in the end, in the new Avengers game, they say it that her real thing is like shield technology. Like she wins and fights and all this because essentially she's fucking Batman. Like she just yeah. has shield technology to help her out plus her skills which still isn't good enough for me like there's no reason she should have been in any of the movies competing against any of these fucking people any of them yeah her and uh her and hawkeye were kind of the uh they made up for hawkeye when when they showed hawkeye as ronin and doing all his shit they made up for that like then they show because Hawkeye we know Hawkeye has an ability and it's the ability like he can't miss like that's an actual like yeah. mutant almost mutant ability that he has Black Widow uh, doesn't have anything I'm, like I'm pretty sure in the comics that actually was his mutant ability but they couldn't call him a mutant in Avengers so they just said hey he's really good with a bow yeah, I don't even know if I don't know I don't remember if he's a mutant or not but he does have that ability yeah so I don't know I'm not remotely interested at all in the black widow movie yeah me either i'll skip it <laughs> totally I'll, yeah i'll watch it on disney plus i think most people will go to that movie to see the end credit scene because that's going to be the first movie in phase four so it'll show like what's coming up i'm sure yeah it's going to kind of be the setup yeah unfortunately the movie won't end in anything unless you know what i'm saying they do something you know it's going to I don't know how they're going to end that movie. Is, is this weird to you at all? But both of the main characters in this Black Widow movie are both dead? Black Widow, oh, and Tony Stark, yeah. Yeah, they're both dead. Like, You're right. So what are going to go with this? Yeah, how could they? Like, they just end fade to black and then text, you know how it ends. Yeah, right? Like. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Like, how, like... So they can't really show an end they credit can only go, yeah, they set can only it go, up. Cause... They can only go so far before it becomes another movie. Yeah, exactly. So it's <laughs> yeah, just weird to me. Like, why? <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, you have anything else, Jameson? Uh, I don't. I don't know which one I want to do. You You said you were into this one, so let's do this. Okay. Uh. It's it's no secret at all that Netflix, the 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 former huge monster of the streaming world, has just lost a bunch of subs and money. Apparently, is also losing the rights to Friends and The Office, which oh. saddens me because I love The Office. Uh, however, it is picking up. Like, I think I think it's like a monster show, and it's the first time it's ever been on Netflix. Uh, it's going to be picking up all 180 episodes of Seinfeld. Hmm. Like the first time it has ever been on Netflix What's because it, oh no. Hulu owned the exclusive yes. streaming rights to it. Yes. Hulu. 
And that deal, apparently that deal expires in 2021. Holy shit, 2020. We got a long way to go for this, mm-hmm. man. And then after that, Netflix is going to have it streaming. Uh, by then, we're going to forget this is even a thing. Unless they do what... Spectrum is actually doing it. Um, so Spectrum has exclusive rights now to all of Mad About You episodes, and then it's they're getting. I, I think it's just like a limited one series or a couple series. They're bringing the cast back for like new episodes. So if they did that, if they brought the cast back and did like another like another Seinfeld kind of couple episode like reunions, boom, people will love it. Yeah, that would be cool. The kind of like, where are they now? Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, that could be interesting. Uh, yeah. So know. Seinfeld is coming to Netflix. Hopefully, Netflix will still be around when it comes out. Mm. I don't know. They're kind of losing money right now. So they'll merge with somebody. Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Google buy them. Yeah, probably like Amazon or Google or something. will buy them since, you know, Disney owns everything else. Totally. (laughs) Uh, I also want to touch on that. Um, so have you ever watched the Pokemon anime? You have little kids. You had to have watched Pokemon. And I watched the first season as a okay. person. So, <laughs> this this has been on for 22 years, apparently. Holy shit. Wow. Uh, and out of the 22 years, Ash was a giant loser who couldn't win the Pokemon League until today. Nice. Ash has finally won a trophy in the Pokemon League championships. So, everybody give a huge round of applause to Ash for finally accomplishing his dream. So, wait. Catching them all. So, he did win. He win. Like, he's like a master. He's Wait. Actually, my question is, he's never won? He's never won. Throughout the course of the whole anime, he has never won at all. How many times has he participated? Yeah. he He was in them, and he lost. And out of his whole 22 years of him trying to win this, you know what? He never aged a year. So congratulations, Ash Ketchum. You you are officially a Pokemon master. So can we say that 22 years in our time can be 22 months in his time? Or 22, 22 years would be 22 weeks in our time maybe we're gonna go with 22 months i believe it'd be 22 months one year is a month in our our time yeah we'll say one year is a month it's kind of like if you go up to space you age slower so if you're in so but in the more time it becomes less time like the simpsons like the longer it goes on the less time each episode takes on earth Yep. So each episode eventually will be one day. Might even be that now, three hundred some episodes. So every episode yeah, is a day of their life. So they have a lot of stuff going on, man. Oh, dude, I didn't even know it was on for twenty-two years. How completely insane is that? Yeah, crazy. It's it's got to be one of the longest-running animes ever. It yeah. it's got to have beaten Dragon Ball. Like, 
I don't know. Dragon Ball's been running for a while before it came over here. Yeah, but then it stopped. And, and then it stopped. Then it had like that, like that, that 10 year gap or something. And then they started doing Super. We're not going to talk about GT. Nobody gives a shit about Dragon Ball GT. Know. That didn't even happen. And then they did Super. So, like, it was off the air for quite a while. And then something else came out. Like, this has been going on for 22... How, like, how do you find plots for 22 years worth of episodes? I'm sure there's nothing <laughs> to the plots that they have. Their like, plots are a season. Like, it's one season. Hey, guess what, Ash? For this whole season, you have one journey. Get to this gym. So, like, the entire season is just his adventure to one place, which could be a fucking block away for all we know. Dude, it probably is. He just walks incredibly slow. That's yeah. just what it is. <laughs> yeah, they fucking fight animals. Yeah, I don't know. I, I watched it. It was an okay anime, but... 22 years man that's a lot yeah <laughs> totally. all right do you have I'm anything good. else man no i'm good so um with that everybody make sure to uh check out the retro reboot tomorrow at noon o'clock eastern time that is where mike our lead contributor uh does a little review of a retro game and this time it is going to be the power rangers fighter edition for the super nintendo entertainment system also if you are in the sacramento area you've got um i'm gonna say about 20 no about 12 hours <laughs> 12 hours to uh get over to gamefixshow.com and find out you how you can win a pair of priority passes for the entire weekend at wizard world in sacramento and if you're interested in going to columbus show in october then keep Paying attention to us because we are going to yet again give away a pair of passes to uh, every day of that show, October 18th through the 20th. Um, James, thank you very much. Very last minute. You know what happened? I completely forgot that Spanish wasn't going to be on the show until I woke up this morning. Uh, and I'm like, oh. David and I talked about this like last Thursday. Yeah. Like him and I talk all the time on the on the Facebooks. Yeah, he see he he said it to me, but we were playing probably like Overwatch. So he said it, and I'm like, ah, oh, god damn it! And then he's like, are you mad? And then from that point on, I didn't even remember that he mentioned it. But again, this all boils down to me thanking you for being available for such long, for such short notice, uh, and for being our producer and all that jazz. Uh, with that, Bruce CB, take us out. Okay. Later, um, everybody. Well, hold on. Brucey B needs to take us out real quick because he didn't do it the way I wanted him to do it. Have a nice day. Peace. I love you all. Later, everybody. Adios, turd nuggets. Hey, hey there. there. I'm Hannah. And I'm Audrey. We are a sister filmmaking duo and co-hosts of Sleepover Cinema, our show where we analyze the films that created the collective unconscious of the girls, gays, and theys of the late 90s and early 2000s. Princess Diaries, The Cheetah Girls, Aquamarine, Cinderella, the one starring Brandy. We haven't stopped thinking about these movies since we first saw them, and we want you to rewatch them and review them with us. Are these movies as bad as critics would have us believe? Do we even care if they are? We are always unpacking that very question on Sleepover Cinema. 
Check out Sleepover Cinema wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcast.com. See you soon.